Welcome to the 11-minute podcast, Le Pub Scientifique. My name is Bart van Buchem. I'm your host today. I'm a pain specialist physiotherapist. And uh, with me today in the show is Luke Bongiorno, uh, based in New York. We are here both in Adelaide, uh, visiting Neu Group headquarters. Um, happy to be here. Thank you for joining me. Okay. Thank you for having me, Bart. That's amazing. <laughs> nice Noi. to be with you again in Adelaide. In Adelaide, yeah. The heart of Noi. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh my God, it's been a, it's been a ride. So uh, it's um, amazing to be here and um, even better to have some time with you to uh, record this 11 minute. Um, I love the number 11. <laughs> Let's 11 do it. is good. Let's do it. I'm just going to set the time. And as we discussed before, we're going to talk about uh, sports and pain because that's the field you are familiar with and um, we're well, going to have a casual talk about that one. Let's, Let's see what we can on. learn about it. Yeah. See All right. Where, 11 minutes is, uh, yeah, it's just started. So, um, so Luke, just can you give me some little background of what, what you're doing at the moment and um, how did you end up in guiding athletes and coaching? And Good question, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do I end up doing what I'm doing? Well, I mean, I'm a physiotherapist, so I trained here in Australia, but I've been based in New York for about the last 25, 26 years. I wasn't originally in sports. In fact, one of my first jobs was uh, respiratory physiotherapy, cardio, in, as we call it here in Australia, and mm -hmm. um, neuro, working with multi-trauma um, head injuries, spinal cord injuries. So I've always had a fascination with sort of that neuroorthopedic kind of link mm. um, and over time uh, just through working in New York um, and you know being exposed to lots of different people I've sort of gravitated into sports um, largely because um, I think athletes are now realizing that there's more to a knee than just the knee joint and the shoulder and when you're talking about injuries and recurrent injuries and, and time off, it's a really big deal because for a professional athlete or an elite athlete, um, that's their livelihood and understanding their body and being able to sort of understand, well, why do I keep getting injured or why am I still having this pain? Um, it can be really traumatic for them. Why would there be a difference between helping out or Physio, well, whatever you do, <laughs> physiotherapy, coaching, <laughs> education. What will be the difference between uh, seeing patients in professional sports and people who are not in professional sports? It's a good question. Well, I mean, I was funny. Um, I feel like I'm avoiding the question I'm like a politician. I always like to look at the similarities before the yeah. differences. <laughs> but the, the difference is, as I explained, that for, for a professional athlete, their body is their life, um, particularly for some of the elite higher level ones. Mm. They can't actually go on the street without being recognized, without being um, judged. They can't play a game. They're, they're constantly under scrutiny, microscopic attention in every aspect of their life. So for them, um, the ability to sort of trust a health professional um, and their circle of trust is, is very, mm. very small and the, the stakes are a lot higher. For someone who is not necessarily a professional athlete, but their body or their movement or their ability to do what they need to do is still very important, but you know, they're perhaps more broadly diverse in, in what 
you know, how they can live their life and um, perhaps the level of attention of focus on that is not quite yeah. as great. So what will be the similarities then? <laughs> They're human, aren't they? <laughs> We're all human. A lot of the times the perception of a professional athlete is, wow, these guys are very highly paid. They've got so much money, they've got big egos, all of which is, is true to a point, but they're also vulnerable. They're also mm. very, um, they're human. They suffer the same feelings, emotions as any other athlete. I was, I was in a car with the NBA. This is first round of the playoffs. He's just come back from a um, double quad tendon repair. And, you know, he's not knowing. He's come back and he doesn't know if he's going to be in the roster for the game. You know, mm. they've got a very strong team. Um, he's played a few games and he's just sitting there thinking. And he, he articulated it was me and him and his basketball coach uh, and not team coach, but skills coach. Just in an Uber and he's going, I, I just want a hobby. I just need a hobby, <laughs> you know. And it sort of made me think, well, he's a guy that's, he's nervous. He's, he's questioning himself. He's sort of thinking, well, why do I wrap up my identity in basketball? I need something else. I know because it's, it's, the stress is so much for them. And yeah. from our understanding of pain, we know that stress, you know, deeply um, is involved in the in neuroimmune response to pain and function. So what will be your... So, so the similarities, yeah. they're, they're, yeah. they're the same as yeah. other humans. However, they're not necessarily, don't have the same level of empathy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> with themselves. Or, with themselves yeah. or with others. You know, they're highly critical of themselves. So. Yeah, um, I was wondering whether... Would, they can be, be stressful to deal with. Oh, yeah. Is it, I think that would be... It's highly demanding and it's... <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I wouldn't say it wouldn't be non-professional or people who are not in the professional sports would be you you could see the exactly the same struggle sure it can be challenging in another way and they can yeah so latch on in terms of 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 the language or bringing well we've talked this before and everyone who who is listening to this could relate to the fact or the the, the concept of the paradigm shift that is happening where pain is being part of a biopsychosocial concept where it seemed to land in, in certain areas whether elite sports or sports in general seem to be hard to get a, get it get this well to get this approach sort of accepted is it how what your feeling yeah. yeah what is your feeling about that look my, my feeling is that it's definitely changing you know I've been involved in in professional sports at the elite level for at least the last 10 years in European soccer in American basketball, football, tennis, like different sports. Yeah. And, you know, particularly with male mental health um, being where it is, there's definitely a greater level of acceptance. Mm. You look at the word biopsychosocial, what is what lights up if you're a professional athlete? Psycho is in my head. It's, it's in the middle as well. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah, every bio, psycho, psycho. Well, I'm not making, am I crazy? Am I making this up? It's not in my head. I'm an athlete. I'm professional. I'm strong. It malaligns. However, they can't understand or they can't articulate why they're feeling the yeah. way they're feeling. And it's a, the same sort of fear avoidance behaviors um, can ensure. But, but 
you know, particularly I've worked with the NBA Players Association, with the unions, and now the acceptance that, you know, it's okay to not be, you know, the macho or the traditional, I've got to, I've got to get back, or no pain, no gain. You know, that's that narrative has changed to, you know, K-N-O-W pain, K-N-O-W gain. Understand your body and understand what gain is um, can really help um, break through some of those hurdles and barriers. How would that relate to performance? Because I think in the end, it's performance is the main sure. the end goal, right? So what, yeah. what would the benefit for a, a, an athlete be to understand on, on the level of pain to, to, in order to, to get a better performance? So what, was your, what is your feeling when experiencing, for example, between a person who didn't get his heads around, heads around in some way, or in a person who did get along with it. Mm -hmm. is, is there, a, from, from experience, some examples? Well, I mean, look, if, if you consider pain as being a protective output by the brain, you know, to based on mm. a, a threat level of danger. And if you're, even if you're not necessarily feeling pain, but if there's pain avoidance behaviors, if you're not mm. loading the knee, you know, we know now that loading tendons in a tendinopathy is really beneficial. Um, and even joints with uh, arthritis, the work by Tasha Stanton, we know that, um, you know, loading uh, can actually help cartilage regenerate. Okay, mm. there's definitely science that, that um, you know, I've got to rest it now, um, you know, isn't necessarily true to the science. That doesn't mean go out and mm. run a marathon. We've still got yeah. to sort of follow a step-by-step -step process. Um, but I think understanding that um, can really impact performance because if you're tentatively avoiding without even knowing it or without even necessarily being made aware of it, um, you miss shots. You're not going to go in with the same level of intensity mm. that you might, um, yeah. you know. What, what might be your approach to a, a sports or an elite sports person who is having recurrent, well, let's say blowback pain? Okay, well, it's a great question. Uh, yeah, so what, so, so what would be your key messaging? In that? So key messaging broadly? is, you know, you can have an MRI scan. It doesn't mean that, you know, you, you need to have surgery. Right. That, that, that disc that you're seeing, and it's very hard. A lot of these athletes are very visual. They see an image um, and they need to wait until they see another image mm. that shows that it's healed. Okay, oh, yeah. We know from the science, and you can explain this to athletes, but you may not get the buy-in. They might nod their head and agree with you, mm. but they're not necessarily buying in. I can start with, well, that disc has inflammatory material. Mm. If you have less inflammation, if you were to take another image, it might actually look different. Or have you ever noticed that it feels different depending on the day or depending yeah. on the context? Mm. You start to question them and that starts to get them to sort of think a little bit more about, you know what, it isn't all the time or there are some days that are better than others or, you know what, when I am under stress, it is worse. Um, you know, when I see that, when that coach is trying to tell me to play and I know that I can't play, it does feel worse. Mm. It does, I do get more muscle tension. Mm. You know, there's it's a the acknowledgement of that. Yeah, the acknowledgement, yeah. it's, it's yeah. through a line of questioning. You're not necessarily being explicit. Mm. Um, but you're framing your questions as a, as a clinician 
um, in a way that helps them to understand a little bit better that maybe what I think and believe about pain and my back uh -oh. isn't necessarily so. <laughs> or there's more to it. There's more to it. There's more to it. Of course. Yeah. Oh, this 11 minute flies. Um, but I, th I think we covered a lot already for this podcast and, and uh, for listeners um, on the podcast, uh, we will um, extend this conversation a bit. You will be able to get to the, 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 the how-to. How <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, we will get into that in some way. Um, uh, on you will find it on lipupscientific.com uh, and you can find it on the premium membership. You will be able to get all these extended versions of 11 minutes. So uh, we never stop questioning. We never stop questioning. We never stop talking, actually, because we're going to go. For 22 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're going to follow up on that. Thank you for listening for this one. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next time. Leave a comment in your podcast streaming um, service if you like. Uh, we really appreciate it to give a few stars here and there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.